Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. We are coming to you on Monday afternoon. Monday Night Football has not happened yet. Otherwise, Week 16 is done. Hopefully, you're in your Fantasy Football Championship. If not, maybe you are crushing your third-place dominant quest with all the Cincinnati Bengals. Fifth place. Ghosted Fifth you last place. week, helped you this week. Maybe you're just competing to not lose the toilet bowl. I know in my leagues, people have to do a beer mile if you lose. Hopefully, my brother has to do that. But whatever you need, we're going to get you all your waivers for week 17. Hopefully, that's the last week for your fantasy championship. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I am very likely pending a disaster on the Monday night football game uh, in the Ringer Championship. Against, who are you playing? It's a, it's a toss-up between Riley and I forget who he's playing, but that game's really close. Oh, uh, interesting. Probably something with a Danny Kelly name. It just goes to show you that Drafting doesn't matter because I didn't realize we were in a super flex league until like the third round. <laughs> Prep is overrated. That's what we always say here. On the <laughs> That's our right. whole philosophy. That's why we have four podcasts a week. Yeah, we're we're gonna do showdown time. We're gonna go position by position. We're gonna give our favorite pick for that position just for this week because like this week is the rest of the season. That's it. So there you go. Nice easy peasy right there. We're gonna start at running back. DK. Yo. Who is the number one running back you'd pick up on waivers to win a fantasy football championship or just to avoid coming in last place? Uh, so I, it came down to a couple of different guys for me, but I'm going with Dari Ogumbawale for the Jaguars. Um, unfortunately, James Robinson tore his Achilles tendon on Sunday, which is not only bad for the Jags in the short term, but potentially affects his season next year too. So that's unless he's Cam really Akers, tough. in which I guess it just doesn't really matter. I guess you could yeah, just come the Cam back Akers and- thing is kind of crazy. He's already back on the active roster. Now, granted, the, the Akers thing was partially due to like just getting him an accrued yeah. season so he can get still, closer to his But still, it seems as though he's like physically able to like run and play yeah. a little bit. Like there's been videos of him cutting and changing direction. He looks it's really crazy. good. So maybe there's been advances in the way that they do the, the surgeries. I don't know. Um, but regardless, for now, 
it's looking like Dari and Gumbawale is going to be the lead guy there. He had 17 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, Carlos Hyde is on the injured reserve, I believe. And so that just basically opens things up for him to kind of like dominate that backfield. And so um, he would be the guy that I choose to throw into the flex this week. There's there's a couple options here, but I think I'd feel the most confident, especially considering uh, who are they playing next week? They're playing, playing New England. England. That's actually kind of tough. Which so, is super yeah. concerning. Well, yeah, New England has actually kind of not been great against running backs, against rushing yards specifically in the last... Yeah few weeks uh but i went with dare too it's again it's not great picking a jag going up against a patriot in championship week but the other options didn't really excite me nearly as much i mean dare got 19 touches and other than there's just a lot of unknowns right like we can talk about them there's unknowns with the chiefs and clyde there's unknowns with philly and miles sanders and jordan howard yeah uh the only not i guess rex burkhead but you know david johnson's maybe coming back so Dare seems like the safest bet to actually get 15 touches. That's pretty much the only reason why I picked him. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's well said. I think the other ones, there's just too many question marks. I'll go Dare too, begrudgingly, because as Craig said, we're recording this Monday afternoon. We don't know a ton right now about Miles Sanders' hand because he hurt it in some fashion. We'll see if he actually misses this week. And we don't know a ton about Clyde right now. The x-ray on his Clyde's collarbone is negative. We'll see about the MRI. I'll begrudgingly say Dare, even though I actually almost like my other person more, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of this exercise. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, do you want to do trivia, a, then. a showdown time then? All right, let's do the weakest showdown time I've ever done. I already regret taking Dare. There's just, just kind of a bleak showdown time. Should I, Should just I change it? my mind? Also, this is the hardest name I've ever had to say for showdown time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reasonably confident it's Dare Ogunbowale. Okay, it's the Dari Agumbawale showdown time. <laughs> Craig, did you know that we put in your voice for the show last week? But that you, <laughs> yeah. you don't even listen. Yeah, we 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 cut your voice out and we let you say showdown time. Yeah, I love that good. actually. Thanks, Mike, um, for doing that. Shouts out, Mike. I was a little busy last week. Heifetz didn't didn't catch week fifteen waivers. Were you spending time with your family over the holidays? We, yeah. DK and I were out here like helping people. Yeah, you're real Christmas heroes. You two. <laughs> exactly. All right. How are people going to know to bench Amon Ross St. Brown if it weren't for our help? You know the Santas on in like the New York corners who like stand and jingle their bell and get like people to donate money? That's you two. You guys are really doing the work. The Fantasy Salvation Army. Okay. This is this question's from Mark. 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 So I'm sure you three know how scoregami works, but for the listeners who don't, an NFL game is a scoregami. If the final score is the first, is the unique score in NFL history, as in never in NFL history has there been a, a score with that final score ever before. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The home team getting a score and the road team getting the other score. So his question is there has never been a four to three final score in NFL history. That makes sense. What is the next lowest winning score against a team that lost with three points? So, for example, four to three has never happened. Seven to three obviously has happened. What's the lowest score against a losing team that had three points that's never happened in NFL history? What's the lowest score against the losing team had three points? So what is the, the losing next... team at three? Okay. Oh, okay. So, winning so this team has had... to be above four. Obviously, has to be more than four. But it's the lowest that's ever happened. Yeah. Or you're saying it's never happened. Never happened. So it's okay. It's the lowest score that's never happened above four. Yes. <laughs> In retrospect, this was a very complicated. The question, question. So the question is: Has five to three ever happened? 
Now that I think about it, that's probably the so. Point. Yeah, so it's five or six. That's it. No, six to three has happened. Six a has million definitely times. happened. Yeah. So it's five. I feel like he wouldn't have emailed us if it was five. Five's probably happened. Uh, my first thought was like, if it's five, I almost want to wipe this question out, Mark. No offense. I'm gonna say, yeah. Let's assume five. It would be a weird question if five was. I'm gonna was say available. eleven. Yeah, I bet eleven I to three has never happened. Now. 11's easy though. It's like touchdown, well, two points. It's a touchdown, field goal. I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of like 16 definitely has happened. 18, I think, has happened. I don't know. I'll, I'll say 12. <laughs> no, I'll say 12. I'll say, ni- like, I'll say 19. A- I'll say 19 to three. So you're saying 93, 19 to three has never happened. I'm saying 11 to three has never happened. Dika, what about you? I mean, I'm just gonna. This is like the Jeopardy stupid answers thing. I'm going with five to three. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. All right. None of us were even remotely close. The answer is 50. Oh! 50 to 3? Every single score has happened. That's from crazy. 5 to 49. You know what? Hey, we, we, Mark deserves an apology from us. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, we were like, has 5 happened? And the answer was 5 0, 50. That's pretty incredible. Okay. That's a good question, Mark. So Craig good actually job, wins Dario Gumbawale. Nice. Which is good because I kind of didn't want him. <laughs> okay. Well, so you DK, get Dario Gumbawale. I'm yeah, going to get who I really wanted. Go ahead. Yeah. I wanted Jordan Howard for the Eagles. Yeah. He also got banged up. He left with a stinger. He had a stinger. And here's the thing. Like, no the one comic, knows what that look, means. This is no, no stinger. Not even yeah, science. Stinger. Stinger Not even all the time. Yeah. Something hurt real bad. And he left. Something That's he it. had hurt. You know, it's just like that casual, you know, shooting down your back. Totally normal thing that everyone gets. <laughs> it's also like, do, why don't they call broken bones like a breaker or <laughs> a sprainer? It's like a stinger. This one stings. Stings. Fracture. Ooh, it's a stings. <laughs> fracted. Like okay. a baseball at the end of the bat. Ooh, nothing worse. Ouch. Miles Sanders yeah. hurt his hand. If he doesn't play, Jordan Howard and the Eagles against Washington, that Washington D imploded. That was awful. It was pretty bad. Football. Yeah. But regardless, Jordan Howard, when Sanders has been out, has been really good. Even if Sanders plays, if his hands hurt, I feel like Jordan Howard's going to rotate in. He was clearly the guy that was rotating in and out with the Eagles like the most. And then if Howard's hurt, Boston Scott is also like a perfectly serviceable option. If Sanders is out, Howard and Boston Scott will both be good. If Sanders plays, I think Sanders and Jordan Howard will also be pretty good. And then look, if Sanders and Howard are both out, obviously Boston Scott can gain well. But like mostly speaking, I think Jordan Howard will be a perfectly serviceable flex option for this team. And also will get like a pretty good amount of goal line work. I agree. I think if, I think if Miles Sanders is out, maybe Jordan Howard and Boston Scott jump to the number one option for me. I think it's pretty, I think I feel like it's pretty probable that Sanders is out. He, he reportedly broke his hand. Um, and yeah, this is for a guy know. that's the high fits rule, some, you know, <laughs> well, it didn't look bad. He just disappeared. He got a breaker on his hand. I, I, um, I just really think Jordan Howard is like the definition of like the boring guy that you flex and somehow win your fantasy football championship. Yeah. And it, I, if, if Howard and miles are out, Boston Scott's definitely the number one waiver option. So I, I I actually would take him over Dari because Dari at the end of the day, or do you really want the Jaguars running back? Even if he gets like most of their touches against the Patriots, it's just it's not like, going to be a touchdown. That's what you need too. It's such a recipe for disaster. But Howard, it's just I mean he's been so good when the Eagles have played. I, I we played him. I just think Howard's like this very unsexy, clear, obvious number one pick this week. All right, DK, who's your who's your pick? Uh, so you guys picked. Jordan Howard officially? Did you did you pick I'm taking Jordan, Jordan Howard? Howard yes. And, and honestly, Boston I actually Scott? think he's honestly the only reason I didn't take Howard is because we don't know as of Monday afternoon whether Sanders is playing. But re- in reality, I actually think Howard's number one over Dari this week. So if I was setting if I was setting my waiver priorities here, I would do 
I'd probably do actually. Yeah, I'm almost like starting to change my mind too with the Ogumba Wale thing. But I'll go Ogumba Wale, Howard, and then I would go Boston Scott. I would just say because I think if Sanders is out, they're still going to be rotating Howard and Scott together. Um, this is one of the best run teams in the NFL, like in terms of their offensive line, For the, the things that they can do with Jalen Hurts going up against Washington next week. Um, so I would choose Boston Scott, I think, as my option here. And he's, you know, rostership right around where Howard is, 15 and 16 for those two percent. So and then from there, if I had to do something else, I would do Rex Burkhead for Houston, who um, again, there's question marks as to whether David Johnson is going to come back um, next week. But Burkhead has been like the lead guy there. His carries in the last six games, 22, 16, 11, 8, 12, 18. So like he's getting good volume. Obviously, this offense isn't necessarily something to write home about, but Davis Mills has been playing better. They've been like surprisingly competent over the last month or so. Yeah. Um, My only concern with Rex Burkett is like he's been getting a lot of touches for a couple months now. Done nothing with them. Last week, <laughs> right. he's the RB. This week, he's the RB3 against the Jets, like crushes it. This is against the Chargers. Oh, sorry. Right. What am I talking Which about? Which is also a very bad run team. But yeah, sorry. It's one of the worst run D teams. I guess my question is like, is Rex Burkhead going to do that? Now they're playing San Francisco, um, which is quite a bit more difficult. This is why he'd be down the list for me. Like, obviously, he's number four on this list for me. However, I still think if you're desperate for a flex, if you have situations where COVID is, you know, potentially taking out some of your big big name players for this week, he could be an option. I think you can bank on at least like a six or seven point floor. Like, it's not going to get you a zero kind of deal. Um, and then obviously, we saw it last week, like he has the has it in him to go off. He had 28 points. So um, that would probably be like the order that I put these in. And then like you, you could throw in a couple other guys, Derek Gore for the Kansas City. If if Clyde Edwards-Lair misses another game, like he'll get some run. He had 12 carries this past week. Uh, Craig Reynolds is still getting a good amount of volume. He had 11 carries this week for Detroit. Um, Jamal Williams, I think, kind of came back and took over the lead back role, but Reynolds was in there. He got um, a little bit of work in the passing game. Uh, he had four targets, three catches, 22 yards. You, you would add Craig's. I actually think Craig Reynolds is kind of droppable. Uh, okay. So why? Didn't Jamal Williams get like 17 carries this week? I mean, we're talking like this is like my sixth or seventh option here. I'm just saying these are some players that you could potentially add. I guess um, here's my he other had, question. He had 15 touches. So That's good. But I guess it depends if DeAndre Swift comes back because 14, there's a chance sorry. Swift comes back this week. Yeah. My... In the Craig Reynolds bucket, so I'll throw, so basically we're saying Jordan Howard, probably number one, or Dare, Jordan Howard, Dare, mm-hmm. Boston Scott, or like that top tier. And then, as you said, Rex Burkhead in that probably the tier below. Derek Gore for the Chiefs. First of all, obviously, Darrell Williams is probably ahead of all these guys if Clyde doesn't play. Yeah. We're not counting him for this because he's mostly rostered. But Darrell Williams, if he's available for whatever reason for the Chiefs and Clyde misses this game, Darrell Williams is easily number one. Yeah. But even then, Derek Gore for the Chiefs could get enough work and has looked pretty good, even though we all thought he was the son of Frank Gore for a while for the Chiefs. The other guy I want to throw out there for you guys. Wait, can I guess? Yes. Keyshawn Vaughn? Yes. Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Sorry. Keyshawn Vaughn, who stole a 50-yard run from Ronald Jones this week for the Bucks. The Bucks are playing the Jets. The there Jets run D is awful. It's so bad that I actually think it's totally possible that Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn could both be worth playing. Ronald Jones is like a must play against the Jets. I actually think it's such a must play that Keyshawn Vaughn just in like the lesser half of a timeshare could also totally steal a touchdown and be flexible. And I'd almost rather him than some of these other options. Certainly somebody to consider. 
Yeah, he had uh, he's, seven he's, carries. He, was, he didn't do anything in the passing game, um, which is you know not crazy surprising. But yeah, I think like he's another good sort of desperation flex option guy, especially going against. Oh, Jets. that's real desperation. Or really, if you're in a 14 team league, it depends on what happens with COVID this week. And then also, honestly, Devontae Booker for the Giants, who's just better than Saquon, which is really sad to say. But like, I I'm sad again. But we're now we're in real desperation time. In reality, we're talking about Dare. Jordan Howard and Boston Scott are the guys you want. I actually think Derek Gore and Burkett are right there. That's like the top five. And then everyone else is like dart throws. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All right, you guys want to do receivers? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. I think we all have the same person. So, does everyone have Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills as their number one? Yeah. Indeed. Okay. So this isn't complicated. Uh, Gabe Davis last week had two touchdowns at 85 yards, and we were like, pick up Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis got COVID. Cole Beasley got COVID. They're not vaccinated. They missed this week. Isaiah McKenzie has like 100 plus yards and two touchdowns. He's incredible. And Cole and Gabe Dave being unvaccinated means they are unlikely to play this week. Or even if they do, they'll miss a lot of practice. Like Isaiah McKenzie is the number two receiver for the Buffalo Bills. He's yeah. obviously the number one guy. One of the past Bills. happiest teams in the NFL. Plus, by the way, they face the Falcons this week. So we saw this matchup. This showdown time is like this whole episode's like the Joey Pants Award. We're like, I mean, we got Dari Agumba Wale and now Isaiah McKenzie. Like, this is as random as it's gotten. <laughs> yeah. I like McKenzie though. He's fast. He's got some juice. I have been saving this question until Craig comes back. Yes. Okay, hold on. I gotta do it. All right. I'm excited for this. We're really getting down to the wire here on showdown time. So we don't have many left. So people no, really gotta sink, <laughs> soak these in. All right. It is the Isaiah McKenzie. Showdown time. <laughs> People, someone made a comment that I laugh at every single time Craig does it. It's because he gets really into it and he like shakes his arms and stuff. It's just makes me happy. I'm like a wacky inflatable armed tube man. <laughs> you are. That's how you dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hypha Titus. This is from Evan. 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 In honor of, thank you, Lauren. Lauren. SNL. Yeah. On December 11th, Billie Eilish hosted SNL and was the musical guest. Ooh, how many times has that happened? Or How many times has someone pulled off double duty on SNL? Oh, there's been a decent amount. You know, people like, I think Bieber's done it. Like Adele has done it. Miley Cyrus has probably done it. Um, and then, but I, it's like going back in the day, I don't know. It's like, did like Bruce Springsteen do it? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I feel like this question is like... Slanted towards Craig. Like, this is a little I'm, bit of a. I'm actually going to give a really boring answer. I'm going to say, how many years of SNL has there been? 50? No, like 46. 46? I'm literally going to say it happens once a season. So I'm going to say 46. That's a good guess. Uh, I'm going to do a little less than that because I don't think it was happening a lot in the beginning. I don't think they like oh, thought of it true. until later. So I'm going to go with like 22. Do you guys remember when we were supposed to guess how many, what was it? How many? episodes there had been or something like that or how many no how many guests or how many staff members have been on the actual show and I guess like several thousand above what the answer was <laughs> yeah I so, remember that one uh, I'm gonna just go really high again and I'm gonna say a hundred there's no way twice a season okay the answer is 
42. Look well, at me. Is that what you guessed exactly? No, I guessed 46. Oh, 46. I just guessed one a season. Wow. Nicely done. <laughs> cool. All right. I get Isaiah McKenzie, and you guys have to fight for scraps. <laughs> wow. uh, so I'm Rude. second. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what did, did you guess? guess? Definitely. <laughs> I said 22, and DK said 100. Yeah. All right. Not great at math, but I think that Craig wins second. I think I'm going to go with Alan Lazard. Oh. Who, okay. If MVS is out, I'm operating under the assumption that MVS is going to be out still with COVID. Um, I'm going to go with Lazard. They're playing the Vikings, and Lazard is like the surefire number two option in Green Bay. He ran around on 94% of passes last week, caught Rodgers' record-breaking touchdown. Uh, I mean, Lazard just like a good, solid option. Fantasy uh, championship week, like I don't want to screw around. I think Lazard's a safe bet for five, six, seven targets, and you have maybe the MVP thrown to him. So I'm going to go with Lazard. I like that one. Um, do you, I had wait, him on How do you list. feel? If, what if MVS comes back in place? Then no. Then I would pivot to a, a, another person, which I can give you, which is a hot take. Give us the hot take. It's Kadarius Tony. Ooh. I had him on my list. I like it. He's on my list too, but I don't know if I can trust him in my fantasy championship. It's hard with Mike Glennon, but they're playing the Bears. He had nine targets on 28 routes. Tony. Like, Tony's really fucking good. Uh, Tony is especially full in game, Yeah. Yes. I... I not that Mike Glennon's literally is the opposite of Aaron Rodgers, but that's why I have Lazard first. <laughs> <laughs> Go with the quarterback. What about Josh Palmer for the Chargers? Yeah, I just uh, have no idea if Mike Williams or Guyton are going to be back. Well, so, so here's the thing. Mike, uh, Mike Williams, Williams is unvaccinated. Yeah, he's not going to play. So Mike week. Williams is probably missing this game. Probably. It's 10 days, right? Is like the minimum. It's 10 days. And so he, he theoretically ad. could, but yeah, you don't know. No, I don't think he can because like, he actually came back. He, he was an eight, a late add to the list, right? I thought he was midweek last week. No. Uh, I, I read guess, that he. I read that he's out next week too. But I, that, no, they announced I didn't on Saturday. That. Yeah, so he's so. not playing. Oh, all uh, right. Well then. So Josh Palmer, I think, is another like good option for the for next week. They are playing Denver, which, which, is, which not is not great. It's not a great no. matchup. However, um, Palmer kind of filled in nicely. You know, for with Williams getting out, uh, he had five catches, forty three yards, and a touchdown. He's a good route runner, and I think uh, Herbert trusts him. He's got good hands. Just all like all those things combined, I think he's just like a solid like he, he'll he's, he, he's not a ceiling guy. He's not going to explode for a bunch of points, um, but he gives you a solid floor. The other guy that I think I actually would have a little higher than him is KJ Osborne for the Vikings. Um, Adam Thielen reaggravated his high ankle sprain in this last game, and I would imagine he's not going to make it back in time for this next game. Well, he, um, he went back in the game though. Did he? Oh yeah, uh, he did. It was I weird. think he it was, one was of those just like, looked really bad and he went back in. I think he was struggling with it all game. I don't know if you guys watched. He was like cussing on the sidelines every other series because he was so I, mad. Yeah, you never know ankle. if it's like adrenaline or whatever, you know, yeah. shots they get him before. Like, you know, you don't really know how bad it is to like, you know, some of those things wear off. I had Josh Palmer though right after Kadarius Tony DK. I do like Josh Palmer and the random Charger guys who always seem to pay off now. So here's the thing. So Lazard, I think, is a really good pick if MVS is out. Yeah. Palmer, I like a lot because Mike Williams is not going to play. I just, I'm a little concerned still about having a rookie, even though I do like Palmer a lot. Tony is like the opposite of like, he's going to get a lot of targets, but this again, as DK always says, the Giants don't score touchdowns. Yeah. Like they just don't. I mean, I mean, they basically, they were like, like four of the last five games, they basically don't have a touchdown. I'm not really counting the garbage one they had against this week when they were down 30 points. I mean, the other one I want to throw out here is Rashad Bateman for the Ravens, who always plays well when Sammy Watkins is not playing. And Rashad Bateman now is kind of back to being a starter. Again, there's a theme here. Palmer, Tony, Bateman. These are all rookies who have odd roles. 
And it's really hard to trust them, especially when their quarterbacks are in weird situations like with the Giants and quarterbacks in weird situations like whatever the hell is going on with the Ravens. If Lamar comes back and Sammy Watkins doesn't really play, I think Rashad Bateman is actually in a crazy way the most trustworthy of these guys. If Thielen doesn't play, KJ Osborne's in that bucket too for me. Um, I didn't realize that Thielen had come back in, man. That's crazy because he looked like he was just pissed. He was like swearing and they took away his helmet for a little while there. Um, I would just be worried about him. Like, yeah, I think it's probably more like an adrenaline thing. Like you go back in and then like the next day you're like, oh, probably shouldn't have done that. Um, Yeah, it's like the size of a balloon the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of these, I feel like, you know, wait until late Tuesday night to make these claims, read everything about all these guys um, and then make your decision. But just prioritize in your head who you think would be the, you know, these are essentially all based on other than, I guess, KJ Osborne, these are kind of all based on COVID. Uh, well, that's the, that's the other thing is, realistically, like, we're all, like, if we, these are all interchangeable, right? At the end of the day, it's about targets and volume and opportunity and, like, the randomness of whether they get a touchdown or not. There's no Thursday night football this week. There's no yeah. Saturday football this week. All these games are on Sunday. Every NFL game's on Sunday this week. I like, think waivers should be pushed during these COVID times to, like, Friday. Well, regardless, though, that's kind of the point. Like, <laughs> you, again, you're going to give me shit, but, like, if you want to rot your brain and ruin your relationships with your family, if there's ever a week to have the Adam Schefter push notifications on, you go to Twitter, you ruin <laughs> your brain, hit the little bell, send them push no- all tweets, push notifications. Between Wednesday morning and Sunday, you can just hit the add button and get any player, like, like you know, if Keenan Allen, you know, well, I guess he's already been on the list, but whatever. Like, like randomly, you can just get some number three guy, like a Josh Palmer, and they're just number one for this week. Like, you can just get that guy. Like, it, it, it's worth keep monitoring all these things because Rashad Bateman, Tony Osborne, all these guys are kind of similar. Do you guys want to get, do you guys want to do a consensus like ranking of the, the really questionable tier here? Just like give people something to work off of here. Yeah. I think the point is that Isaiah McKenzie's his own tier though. That's well, yeah. Really Isaiah McKenzie's the clear, like I would plug him into my lineup immediately because we know that Davis and Beasley are going to be out again next week and it's a good matchup for him. And he did really, really well in an offense with Josh out, like all the stuff that matches up. I'm comfortable starting McKenzie from there. And after that, they're all COVID dependent. So it's like, if we assume that the guys who might be coming back from COVID will not make it back, like the MVSs and the Mike Williams, how do we want to make the rest of these rankings? Do we want to do Alan Lazard and, and Palmer as the next two? KJ? I think Lazard. I think Lazard is a good one here because I I do believe MVS is probably going to miss this next game here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you're with Roger. Like it's a good quarterback situation. Accuracy's there. He's been I a, like, like the a, matchup. Yeah. yeah. If you're in full PPR, I understand playing Kadarius Tony because yeah. my fear is the Bears defense just wipes the Giants off the floor. But he probably will get a lot of screens. And again, he did have eight targets, as Craig said, and really Nine. less than half the snaps Nine. because yeah. he's coming back from his quad injury. If he, he goes actually, from uh, other than Isaiah McKenzie, sorry to cut you off. Uh, t- Tony might actually get the most targets out of anybody on this list. This that's week. the thing. And in full PPR, I it's not, I don't think Kadarius Tony's going to have 120 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Like it's not like an Isaiah McKenzie upside. I do think it's totally possible he has like nine catches though. Yeah, for, for like 60 30 yards. yards. Or like yeah, that's 30. that's like 12 points. Totally, and I agree. So in full PPR, I actually can see a world where Tony. But again, you're going to be rooting for Mike Lennon or Jake Fromm on your fantasy championship weekend. <laughs> Which, do you want to do that to yourself? So no. we got McKenzie tier one. We've got Lazard, Tony tier two. And then I'd probably say like Osborne Palmer uh, from there. Who else do we got? Uh, no, Robbie I, Ander- know right Robbie now I wouldn't take Lazard name. to 
because I, I want to know if MVS comes back. If MVS comes back, you're playing whack-a-mole with those two. Yeah. And I don't want to play whack-a-mole. I want to take the guy who has less competition, quite frankly. Yeah. I think the I think the main takeaway here is like McKenzie <laughs> is the guy. It is. Because, but yeah. again, the lesson we can learn there is what happened. Emmanuel Sanders left the Bills lineup. Gabe Davis stepped in. Gabe Davis had a big game. Gabe Davis left. Isaiah McKenzie stepped in and he's doing great. Like it's not always that simple where a receiver just steps in a role and you want that. I do think Lazard and MVS pull from each other stuff. Like I, I just want of Lazard, Josh Palmer, Tony Bateman. I want the guy whose other guy isn't there. If Thielen isn't there in Minnesota, I want Osborne. If Sammy Watkins isn't there in, in Baltimore, I want Bateman. Tony's Tony. If Mike, if Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton, I don't know Jalen Guyton's deal. If Jalen Guyton is also not in LA, I want Josh Palmer. And honestly, I will, I'm willing to wait out the week and see what happens. All right. Cool. Okay. Tight end. This is rough out here on the it tight end streets. Yeah. Who's your number one, DK? So you guys can veto this if you want, because Gerald Everett had 42% roster ship, and that's like just a little bit above where we go typically. But I, I would say he would be out there on a lot of waiver wires. He'd be my number one choice if we're going to allow that. Um, I'll, no, he's my number one, too. Okay, perfect. I didn't so, know. Yeah. I didn't add him in because he was too high. I, well, he's I, a fraction of that in ESPN. <laughs> I adhered I to the forty percent rule. Yeah. Well, well, no, he's a fraction of that in ESPN. I know, but which well, I'll admit I, is definitely less active than Yahoo. I think that's true. And I, yeah. I, if one of if either of the leagues has somebody over forty, I, I don't go with them. Either of the okay. platforms. Okay. Well, if if I'm Everett is Everett. out there, if Everett's out there, he's, I think he's been developing into one of Wilson's favorite targets um, for a number of reasons. But you know, he, he's the type of guy that. I think you're going to get like five, four or five looks a game for this guy. Yeah. He's good after the catch. They use him in the red zone. Um, I mean, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to tight end right now, but I think he's a pretty good option right now to plug in and flex. I think you're right. Like, if you just ignore that game where it was like the worst game of his career, we had like the two or three turnovers that at game the goal line. Awful. He just yeah. gets a lot of goal line looks. Russ looks better. Like, like Russ just looks to him at the goal line. He just is a good player and is kind of what you said he would be before the season. It just took like two months, three months. But he's yeah, I agree. Yeah. I misspoke. I said flex. I would start him as a tight end streamer if you need it. I probably wouldn't flex him. He's a good prayer. If yeah. he's there in your waiver wire, I will. I would go with Everett as well. So Gerald Everett's perfectly sh- fine. Okay, so we'll do a showdown time, and then we get to these other tight end streamers. Craig, you can get to who you got there. You want to see these right. other tight end streamers first so that we can just get this taste out of our mouths? Sure. So my next one was Cole Komet again. We, I, yeah. I, we should give an award for who's been mentioned the most on Showdown Time, which means that the guy's <laughs> never actually getting picked up, but we keep yeah. uh, uh, recommending him. People it's are not listening well, to us. Someone called yeah. the the tight end streaming should be called buffering, right? Yeah, uh, and like that's truly cool buffering. The show that just doesn't load. It's we've mentioned him honestly probably like sixty percent of these episodes, <laughs> but once again, yeah. Komet Fields I think will be back. He's been fine. Five targets a game, whatever. Uh, and then after that, Mo Ali Cox is somebody who's like, I guess, wow. there now. There's I, a also think, I also had Mo Ali Cox as my number two, actually over Cole Komet, because unlike Komet, I think Mo Ali Cox, it's within his range of outcomes to get two touchdowns. My fear, like, the reason I like Komet more is against the Giants is like, I just know that the Bears are going to throw the ball like 20 to 30 times. The, I, the, the Colts, like, I don't know. Carson Wentz could throw the ball 12 times. No, here's why. Here's why. Jack Doyle is hurt for the Colts. My guy, Jack Doyle, one of the three not athletic tight ends in the NFL. <laughs> but he's a great If blocker, Jack Doyle like misses thing, this right? game, Frank Reich loves tight ends. Frank Reich loves tight ends. Like Dallas Goddard. I'm sorry, Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz was the number one tight, uh, tight end receiver, really, for the Eagles when Frank Reich was the coordinator for the Eagles. Like He just loves tight ends. If Jack Doyle is out and Mo Ali Cox, when Doyle went out of the game on Christmas Day, yeah, it was Christmas Day, 
Molly Cox ran a route on like three out of every four passes for the for the Colts. That's really high. If Jack Doyle misses this game, I actually think Molly Cox I would prefer over everyone except Gerald Everett because I do think that you have to be aggressive. And like Mo Ali Cox is more likely than Cole Komet to give you a straight goose egg. But Mo Ali Cox really can catch two touchdowns for 40 yards. Like he's he's a the basketball player for VCU. VCU didn't even have a football team. He's just a basketball player. And he is actually the basketball player tight end that everyone thinks in theory works, but he is like the go up and get it jump ball guy. I just I just he's the kind of guy I'd rather be aggressive. If every t- if every tight end is like a touchdown dart throw, I want to throw my darts to Molly Cox in the end zone. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just risk reward. I mean, you're, I do agree. You're like, oh, he runs around on three out of four passes. Well, that might be twelve routes in the entire game if if you know uh, Wentz throws sixteen passes, which is like pretty standard for the Colts these past few weeks. That so it's it's really like, do you want seven points? Then get Komet. Maybe you get uh, yeah. eighteen. You could start Molly Cox, but you could also think, get yeah. zero. I'm just looking at Komet, his targets over the last like two months, essentially like five, nine, five, seven, eleven. There was one really bad game against Baltimore. He had two and then eight, six, six, five. Yeah. Like he's getting targeted quite a bit in this offense. And obviously he's reliable. their offense isn't he's very plain good. But, Cheerios. Yeah, and they're playing the Giants. The Giants suck. Yeah. Yeah. And also so. there's gonna be the whole like Justin Fields takes it personally because the Giants traded out of the pick, blah, blah, blah. But like the Giants are bad. That's the point. So I mean, Komet is, it, it's solid. All those are solid. Komet, Everett, Molly Cox, they're all solid. You want a right, real want sleeper? Sh- yeah. Are you going to say Shaughnessy? No, I was going to say Brevin Jordan for the Texans. Whoa. He's come on strong over the last month, you guys. Um, I'm just Listen, pulling anybody up. Who catches pass How many names do you, but not as a theoretical sleeper, as someone that you actually would play in your lineup for the fantasy championship on the line, how far down the list is Brevin Jordan? <laughs> yeah, I would have him behind Komet for sure. I would. Behind. I think I. I would rather play Jordan than than Mo Ali Cox personally. Wow. Um, I'm trying to pull up his numbers. For the record, here. I only think you should play Mo Ali Cox if Jack Doyle misses this game. Yeah, he yeah, had that, knee and ankle fair. injuries. I feel like I don't know. You have no idea, but I mean, Mo Ali Cox. Let's not. I mean, he had two catches, but you're right, Heifetz. He does have that kind of red zone allure to him much more than other guys. Okay. So, All right, so we're doing this buffering. Yeah, still show on time. All right, it's the Gerald Everett. DK, get ready. Showdown time, Seattle, baby. <laughs> God, you can't get me excited about Seattle anymore. Do you guys realize they lost to the Bears yesterday? I wonder which team has had the most showdown time players. It's like Seattle has Rashad Penny we've done, Alex Collins, Gerald Everett. Decent amount. I wonder who's point, the yeah. It's probably the Bears, honestly. Well, no, it's fine. I don't know. We can look that up. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, the Cardinals. I feel like we've done Christian Kirk. You Kirk also Rondale, mentioned, DK, that Green. the Seahawks beat the Bears. That really messed up the Giants draft. No, the Bears beat the their, Seahawks. Yeah, sorry. Clearly. The Bears beating the Seahawks really messed up the Giants having the Bears pick thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Which is annoying. I wish my team would have done better for you. <laughs> okay. This is from Jake. 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 <laughs> How many college football teams are there at all levels? So D1, D2, D3, NAIA, NCJ, like like JUCO, like all all the levels of college football, subdivision, everything. Oh, that's a great question. I feel like I, I've It is an honestly, I've, I've actually never before. thought about it before. Um, I'll just try not to think about it too much. I think I wait, I, I feel like wait, I read this wait, before. Wait, let's let's all say it at the same time. How many JUCO teams are there? I have no idea. All right. I I have a loose guess. I have a ballpark number in my head. I have I'm I've I, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say eight hundred. Uh, I was going to say oh. 600. I'm saying 300. 
Three hundred. Three hundred is low. Aren't okay, there well, how tell many me teams the are there in the FBS? Aren't there almost two hundred in the FBS or no? I mean, D one's one thirty. D one is one thirty. Isn't it? Uh, well, because D one for basketball is like three thirty, but I think FCS is or sorry, the FBS is one thirty. All right, the answer is eight hundred and ninety three. Oh. oh, that was pretty. So okay, that includes like. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was low on that yeah, one. Doing like All the D1 There's 129 in, in Division One FBS. Yeah. Okay. 893. I get... Who did I want? Gerald Everett. Okay. I will Boy. take Cole Komet at two. <laughs> DK now actually has to pick between Mo Alleycox and Brevin Jordan. <laughs> so Brevin Jordan targets four, seven, four, three, three. And he's scored two touchdowns. Would you rather him than Izoma for the Bengals just because the Bengals are passing so much just getting on it? The Bengals aren't passing that much. They had a good game. They're 500. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm dead serious, though. Like, look at the week before that. Would you have said this last week? The Bengals threw it 22 times the week before that, 34 the week before that. Like, this is just a hot week because Baltimore had a shitty secondary. They're playing the Chiefs. I don't know. Um, I'm letting it ride on Brevin Jordan. I feel like Uzoma versus Dan Sorensen isn't great. True. So who are you taking? I'm taking Brevin Jordan. Wow. Risky. Over Uzoma. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all dark throws. He's looked pretty good, man. He's looked pretty good. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to, honestly, the most important part. Streaming quarterbacks and defenses. The quarterbacks we can get a breeze through because I don't think you're really... I think the short answer is you probably are not streaming a quarterback this week. No. If you've made it this far, roll with who you got. Having said that, if you need to, for whatever reason, COVID, or you really got there with a shitty guy. Jimmy G versus Houston. Yep. It's not sexy. That's PFF's number one QB matchup of the week, and the number two one is Fields. Yes, Fields versus the Giants. I think that that's like a really high high upside one because obviously fields is ver- is volatile, but man, the giants are bad. I do think that is real. Like that. He'll try to like revenge, like just like burrow took this Ravens thing personally. Yeah. I think the only fields- reason I like, I would take Jimmy over fields is I just, Jimmy, once again, when you're in the fantasy championship, you want stability and Jimmy will probably get you 15 points fields. Yeah. There's the risk that like he gets you four and you can't have exactly. Those. It's just Jimmy is probably not going to ghost you fields could. Yeah. So those are the two. But mostly, honestly, you're probably not streaming anyone. You probably have someone. What about Taysom versus Carolina? If he comes yeah, back he's like 40 something percent rostered and yeah. he has COVID. Yeah. Taysom is COVID. I mean, is, is Taysom vaccinated? Good question. Do not know. Uh, I don't believe, I, I don't know if Taysom's vaccinated. I'll put it that way. And he tested positive four days ago. So that would be right on the mark. So that, at the very least, 
probably not practicing a ton for Taysom Hill this week. So that's like a really tough. I would not put it this way. I wouldn't plan like Taysom Hill's playing, but certainly don't cut him if you have him. Which leads me to recommend perhaps Carolina facing Ian Book in New Orleans yeah. next week. We're uh, recording this on Monday play. before Saints Dolphins, but I kind of think it doesn't matter which Saints quarterback plays, honestly. Panthers D is solid. And either way, Taysom Mills not going to practice all week, or it's Ian Book. The other two, I like, I like Carolina versus New Orleans. They're 22% rostered. I mean, Chicago against the Giants, man, against Glennon. I think that's number one. Yeah, they're 16% I think Bears, rostered. But the point is, the point is, what, what, honestly, Panthers or Saints, Bears or Giants, it's the same principle. I want, unless you can literally patri- get Patriots versus Jaguars, and you know, you're know you in one of the 10% of leagues where someone's cut them because they played the Bills this week, unless you get Patriots-Jaguars, I want a good defense against one of the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I want one of those backup guys who's going to make a freaking... Like multiple <laughs> mistakes. A freaking Jake Fromm and Glennon are going to make multiple mistakes against the Bears. Ian Book or a Taysom Hill. Like Taysom Hill got picked by the Cowboys in three consecutive drives. Taysom Hill's a turnover machine. Yeah. Ian Book, we haven't seen him play yet. I got new, he's probably going to be pretty. You know, that's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting. Whatever you want, if you can get your hands on the Bears defense against the Giants quarterbacks, the Panthers defense against the Saints quarterbacks, that to me is like a winning recipe. And honestly, those two are very widely available. The Giants, the, the Bears defense is rostered in like one out of six leagues. Panthers are like two out of six leagues, or really, I guess two out of three. But if you can't get one of those, you could do like the Browns against the Steelers because Ben is like awful. <laughs> That's what but, I was going to say as well. Those like, three, you should be able to get one of those three. You should be able to get, and I would go in order, the Bears against the Giants, Panthers against the Saints, and then the, the Browns against the Steelers. You, one of those should be available. Yep. I actually might put the Browns over the Panthers. Uh, just because Ben's awful and Miles Garrett, I don't know. They're they're all very solid options. Yeah, they really are actually, and they're all under forty percent. And I want to apologize in a, well, not in advance, in retrospect for last week when we were like the two ones we wanted were Chargers against the Texans and Eagles against the Giants, and the Eagles crushed it against the Giants, and the Chargers did not. The Chargers had negative points because Davis Mills was solid, and I think that's the lesson: was Davis Mills isn't that bad. Like Davis Damn Mills straight. actually isn't making mistakes, but that's the point: you want quarterbacks to make mistakes. DK, every day, every episode, I'm going to ask you, would you now swap Davis Mills for Zach Wilson? I'm going to ask you every episode until you say yes. Would you do it at this point in your in, in their like career? Like if I was the now? Jets? Yes, for free. Just quick swap. Oh, my God. So, I, full disclosure, I was never like the highest on Zach Wilson. I okay. still probably would stick with Wilson. Okay. Slightly. We'll come back next week. Yeah, there should be a I, law that you can't actually soon. swap it in, the, in their rookie year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll keep asking. Okay, wait. So before we cool. leave here, we're not that far in. Do you? I, well, there's a pretty good fantasy court we got this week. You guys want to do that? Let's yeah. do it. Since we're you know we don't do power anymore, power hour anymore, and we've been all these holidays getting rid of the Shark Tanks. We haven't. Wait, a lot before of time. fantasy court, I also have a quick email. So I want someone to read. I want oh, okay. I want to read. Someone emailed in saying Clay. Clay. Clay mentioned that a few weeks back we were talking about how if you could clone like one, a player and fill a team twenty with twenty two of that player. Who would you pick? And we're like, like in real life or in fantasy? Well, in real, no, in real, like a real NFL game. If you could have a team only fielded by 22 clones of that player, who would you pick? And we all do, agreed it was Debo. Clay here says that we really disrespect Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's fair. More importantly, that's an, that's an arguments conversation. More importantly, he pointed out that last week or this week, I, time is diluted to me. We were talking about how we like, or I said, I liked how Najee Harris, wear, Najee Harris wears 22 
and then couldn't think of another running back who wears 22. And he's like, do you even watch football, bro? Because Derrick Henry wears 22. I am so bad with numbers. I cannot place numbers on players' jerseys. I don't know why. I, yeah. I have trouble with quarterbacks. If you said like what numbers, like Derek Carr, I don't think I could tell you. I don't know. Four? Is he four? I, think I, don't, even four. I don't even know. But I don't even know. I'm the same way. I don't really pay attention to that, to be honest. I mean, other than like the, the people like the Brady's, but I, I can't, I have no idea. Like, I don't know what number, you know, I don't know. Sam Darnold. And the numbers no took idea. a step back for me this year with all the players changing numbers. Yeah. Like Chase like Edmonds wearing two. I know that DJ Moore wears number two. He didn't used to, right? That's the okay, extent, that's the extent of my number. Anyway, I apologize to Clay. I apologize to Derrick Henry. I should know your number. Derrick Henry is a good answer, too, because he could play like defensive end. They could rush the passer. He's a good answer. Okay. Um, not play quarter, playing like corner. Wasn't he a quarterback in high school, Derrick Henry? Or didn't he like play a little bit of quarterback or no? I think he just took the snap and ran forward on every play <laughs> and averaged nine yards. Also, did we did we actually come to the agreement that Debo Samuel was the answer? I feel like I think I, I was gone for that. that. I don't, I don't really agree that? with that. I feel like. Who would you pick? <laughs> I don't know. Not DJ, not, not Debo, probably. Um, Who would you rather have to beat 22 Debos? I mean, I'd have to think about it. But I don't think I would choose Debo. I think I would pick somebody who had a bit of an arm so they could maybe throw a pass or two. So not Taysom Hill. <laughs> Correct. Ah. Ha. See what I did there. Okay, let's go fantasy court. You know what? I think I'd pick just like Justin Fields. I feel like he could do everything. Yes. He's enormous. What? I'd just pick a massive I'd pick like like Lamar or Dak yeah. Prescott. I'd just pick like some big ass quarterback who's like fast can throw, could probably catch. <laughs> Can you imagine a team of 11 Lamars? That would be so Like Cam fun. Newton in Holy his prime? I, may, I would do that. I was actually I think thinking 22 Cam, Newton, Cam, Cam is way closer than Lamar. Cam, 22 Cams would rock 22 Lamar Jacksons. Yeah, Lamar's too small. Power running. Okay, all right. Fantasy court. I don't know if 22 Lamars could tackle one Cam Newton. Yeah, but he, he could run away from him. Okay. All right. Fantasy court. This is from Ryan. Ryan. He says, your honors, I'm a faithful listener to your podcast and love the fantasy court segment. We have a critical semifinals issue that cuts at what the spirit of fantasy means to us all. Oh, wow. We have a league member, Eber, Eber, E-B-E-R is his name. Eber, I'm going to call him Eber. Roger Ebert, coming back Roger to the Ebert, grave. who did not move Chase Edmonds out of his IR slot on Saturday when the Cardinals played the Colts. Due to the way the ESPN fantasy uh, app works, which is unlike any other platform I've used, his entire roster became locked the moment the game started. No ads, drops, or lineup changes could be made. The owner also had Eckler, no defense yet, and a slew of other COVID players that needed to be cut and moved out of his lineup Sunday morning. Eber brought this to our attention Sunday morning before the game started and designated Justin Jackson and a defense he'd like to fill in his lineup. Unfortunately for him, his team was playing our commissioner <laughs> in the semifinals, and the commissioner was at the Bills-Pats game at Gillette Stadium. So he was rendered useless until the next day. So this mess was tabled until Monday, and Justin Jackson, of course, went on to be the deciding factor here. If the points count, the, if the Justin Jackson points count, Eber would have won. If not, the commissioner would have won. The commissioner essentially said, it's your job to set your lineup. How do we handle this? So the ESPN Fantasy app locked his entire lineup after I've seen this happen before. Slot. I didn't know that. I've seen this happen before. So, so here's... E what Eber sometimes. continues to say, he says, no one really knew that our entire lineup would lock yeah. if an IR player plays. I didn't know that. I no, didn't know that either. Here's what happens sometimes. It's incredibly annoying. It's exactly what he said. If a guy's activated, and again, this is an important note. Guys get activated off IR like an hour and a half before game time. And mind you, this was Christmas, Christmas Eve. No, the game was on Christmas itself. So if this guy wasn't looking at his phone or whatever from between three 
and four, oh no, the game is at eight, if between like seven and 8.30 on Christmas Eve, which was the only window to really activate him for sure, or that, that this would happen. If he's still on your IR, but not, no longer the Cardinals have designated him, it's like they're punishing you. Saying that you should have to drop somebody because you're rostering an extra player. Which makes sense like during the week. Like when sure. you have an IR person, they're activated and you're like, hey, you have to deal with this. That makes sense. But if the game is played, they're punishing you and you can't do anything. Oh. So do you understand? Did I explain that? Sorry, that was terrible. You did. No, I, yeah. I, I, okay. I get it. So the point so, is that be, the game was played and he was active. So now you can't do anything. But the, I think this is important to settle. This isn't like a known rule. This isn't a choice. The league, this isn't like a league rule. This is a technicality of the ESPN system. Specifically. Which kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. And with that said, I actually think this is a clear case. That's not how it should be. I think the manager handled this perfectly and said, hey, this is what I want to do. This isn't really fair. I, this is what I would, the my game, lineup would do. He was on top of it. Yeah. yeah, put his lineup decisions in. I think that he should win the matchup. Yeah, Eber goes on to say, he says that he caught the issue before the Sunday games and this should be resolved via a commissioner lineup adjustment. And the commissioner says, everyone has a responsibility to set their own lineups. I would argue every commissioner has a responsibility to be there for his <laughs> his counterparts uh, on Sunday mornings. I think, but yes, yeah, this, this is the spirit of Christmas itself. It's like the commissioner, this is selflessness. This is what being a commissioner is all about. It's stepping outside yourself and you're like, this is how it would be. And no, the guy should win. Like you, he should put it this way. He shouldn't lose because ESPN didn't let him set his lineup because like at Chase Edmonds was activated on Christmas. That's ridiculous. I get they could make the argument. I'm sure the group chat could be like, well, he was lazy, you know, like, oh, he waited till Sunday morning or Saturday night to like figure out what he wanted to do. But that's kind of beside the point here. This is a technicality. It sucks for the commission, but I think you got to, you got to change this championship matchup. Eber's no, in the championship. It does suck. But like the, again, the general point is if you are like, I want to make a rot, like this is the fundamental problem with this, with what he's been dead. If the idea is you should be able to change your lineup or sorry, you didn't set your lineup. He, he's trying to change his lineup. Right, he's trying to yeah. move this guy off injured reserve, but like he can't because the game was played but why he should be able to move you from IR to your bench. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's an ESPN fault. It is. Also, like, I, I agree with that. So I think there alone, we have our agreement. Like, this is a pretty clear-cut case. But also, I think the COVID thing is also a extenuating circumstance here that is unique to this year. It's unique to last year and this year, basically. And it's not something that's forever going to be a part of our lives. I've said this multiple times during fantasy courts. The spirit of fantasy during the time of COVID is that we should try and get people to have optimized lineups, even if it's not always like a perfect situation where they're setting their lineups right away. Like obviously in the past, I've said, you know, I, I have my, in the league I commission, I have players, uh, people say, if this game gets canceled, these are my backup options based, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like basically we're getting backup options. We're trying to do the best we can with like a crazy ass situation where multiple guys are going on COVID every single day. Um, going on the COVID list. Like the spirit of, I think, fantasy this year should be to accommodate uh, players who are on top of it and just trying to figure out how to get a lineup set based on all these COVID things. And this is also related to like COVID, not just the IR situation locking his entire lineup. Like he had Eckler, a couple other COVID players that needed to be moved or cut out of his lineup on Sunday morning. Like at the end of the day, commissions should, I think, should accommodate players uh, based on the fact that this COVID thing is just a 
chaotic and you know ultimately it just it goes against the spirit of like why we're doing this right now you know and well and this is even beyond that like this isn't a matter of christmas (laughs) it's christmas commish it's christmas (laughs) but this is beyond covid i mean this is literally like a a, like a faulty platform technicality uh i want to make sure that ebra gets in the championship here uh this is emails from ryan uh ryan let us know what happens here because we're going to be upset if the commission is in the finals. <laughs> yeah, and I think really a new upset. rule we need for fantasy court is how would you explain this to someone who like likes football but doesn't play fantasy football and be like, oh, what, you had Justin Jackson. Why didn't you make the finals? Well, I couldn't put him in my lineup because I couldn't change it because my guy on IR was activated but I didn't move in my bench so all of my players were locked and I wasn't able to adjust my lineup at And all. the guy goes, like, well, that doesn't make sense. You're like, yeah, it was a glitch so I lost. Well, it's not a glitch. It's like the ESPN's weird locking rule. You're like, well, ESPN platform doesn't let you move guys. You're like, well, that's silly. Yeah. Let's just be able to play who you want to play. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good luck, Eber. <laughs> Fantasy court case dismissed. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Bring in the dancing lobsters. I wonder if TK will ever get that joke. Okay. No. Was Dog a loud bark. corgi be- telling me to end this podcast. <laughs> okay. Loud corgi. Loud corgi. Wow. Okay. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Good luck to Eber or Eber, whatever. I hope you get there. Thank you, Justice. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Yep. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Billy Eilish. Oh, love wow. that guy. D- love that wow. guy. Great fan. Callback. DK, <laughs> we're going to play a trivia game right now. One final showdown oh, time. Oh, shit. Okay. Name a single Billy Eilish song. I can't. Is there a song called I Can't? One, I bet. Even if oh, you yeah, don't I'm know sure it. I would recognize. I don't look, I'm gonna be totally honest. Like, I don't know the names of songs of some of my favorite bands. Like, I just don't know the names of songs. I actually am the same way. There are definitely songs <laughs> I can sing most of the words to that I couldn't tell you. How popular an artist on. can we give DK where he can't name a song from the can you name a Taylor Swift song? <laughs> uh yes, I'm sure I could. Um, well, do it. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. You couldn't name a Drake song. If you don't if you can't name Taylor Swift, I feel like that's the Bad Blood. Is that yeah. the name of yeah, the song? That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good job. There we you go. Did it. There you go. Took me a, it took me a minute. It took me too yeah. long, probably. That's also that's a funny one to pick. Like I don't even that's not even <laughs> I don't know. Someone don't hasn't know been song. listening to every I single to, album with Nathan. In Hubbard case you guys haven't realized, I have like absolutely terrible recall when it comes to like bands, songs, the names of albums, the names of artists, anything. I have terrible recall. I feel like I have a pretty good memory with like random other stuff, but music I'm just awful. I don't know why. It's hard out there. No, com- no comment. Probably because you have a child. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember his name? I can't remember his name. But do you know any of his songs? All right, Sometimes I can't remember his birthday. The Corgi's like, end the, corgi the show, wants me to damn go. it. All right. <laughs> the Corgi's like, why didn't you say red? Uh, anyway, okay. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.